on January 5th, the day before, I said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. This was the day before, and this was in the form of Twitter. Now use truth, truth social. I think it's far superior, okay? I hope everybody's on I hope everybody's on truth. <laughs> there it is, Lee. <laughs> Lee Smith, Devin Nunes back. We're live. Thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure uh, to have you all. Lee Smith, of course, the best-selling journalist, has written a lot about the deep state, a lot about disinformation, but I know whatever everybody wants to talk about today is the spectacular event <laughs> last night that I know everybody called it the CNN town hall, but I'm sorry, that was not a town hall. That was a CNN anchor trying to debate Trump disguised and framed as a town hall. Even all the questions, you know, the first questions, everything seemed to be planted. But Lee, welcome to the show. Lee Smith also, he's got a great locals channel. We're going to get uh, 51 spies, but he is following Glenn Greenwald going over to Rumble, creating a locals channel where you can actually subscribe to him. Uh, he's putting up uh, several posts a week. Uh, this is the rise of citizen journalism. I talk about it all the time. It's why True Social exists. It's why we work with partners like Rumble to give people like Lee Smith some autonomy to go out there and report uh, like he wants to report, not be controlled by any woke corp or some billionaire. It's just Lee Smith and, you know, whatever you can do to support his channel, he'd appreciate it. But Lee, welcome back. You're a, a regular on my Unplugged podcast now, but it's great to have you. Great to be back with the Unplugged team and your great Unplugged audience. Thanks for inviting me back, especially on such a great day after the uh, after the town hall last night, which was we were watching it here at home. And, and my mother-in-law is visiting us from England and she's a huge Donald Trump fan. So we're sitting around watching it during dinner. It was fantastic. It was really great. So you're, so you're going to love this. So I was, I I was at a dinner meeting and I got out of it quickly because I wanted to get back to watch CNN. And I can tell you, it would be the first time I've watched CNN in, I don't know, some (laughs) 25 years when I guess from the time that that Fox News uh, finally came around and basically have turned off CNN ever since then, except for, of course, the hit pieces that they would do on me that I'd have to watch to analyze so that I could uh, go after them for their defamation and slander. But uh, Lee, I race home and I'm I'm actually here in Sarasota uh, headquarters uh, this uh, this week and uh, race home and I get there, turn on the TV. Guess what? I don't have CNN. <laughs> I don't have CNN. CNN. I could not get it on the on the TV. So what, did you have to did you have to go to the airport or what happened? How, how'd you find it? So so what I did, which was quite quite fun, I went to Rumble to see if I could find it on Rumble. Uh, because everybody was actually live truthing. So there was a lot of cool stuff on truth. People were, you know, putting stuff up on truth. But I started watching Louder with Crowder. So Steven Crowder, who's got one of the biggest shows on Rumble, and he was having a, a live fact-checking uh, special last night during the debate, which was actually a drinking game. And it was actually <laughs> hysterical because, I mean, they couldn't stop drinking last night because everything was coming true um, because Donald Trump just... Uh, I mean, it was it was quite something to watch. And, you know, yeah. 
I was, you know, when they, when I found out, I don't know, a month or so ago, a couple months ago, he was going to go on CNN. I was just like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you know, but look, that's President Trump. That's why he has support, because he's like, oh, there's a big bear trap there. Great. Let me just walk <laughs> right into it. <laughs> yeah, that looks interesting. I bet I can use that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, we're going to start talking about January 6th and we're going to start talking about insurrection and we're going to start talking uh, about election denial. And, you know, I mean, uh, you know, just just unbelievable. No, it's fantastic how he I mean, he he's really the only one. But, you know, he's the only one on the right who's able to use the uh, mainstream media like that to penetrate through the mainstream media and to get out his message. You know, and he does it with uh, with a combination of humor and seriousness and also just plowing straight ahead. I mean, uh, the, the the CNN anchor tried to stop him, tried to derail him at every different time, like a petulant, you know, like a petulant teenager. And Trump just kept moving straight through. And I for me, the highlight was when he pulled out, when he reached into his jacket pocket and pulled out saying, no, here's what I said. Here's what I said. And, and, and they just couldn't stop him. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Pointing to his tweets that, by the way, even though they desperately want Donald Trump back on Twitter, he, he was pointing right. out that what they put his feedback up, but they left those tweets off. It's like like yeah, the tweets right. that were historical. Boom. They evaporated. They're gone. You know, which still makes you have to question uh, Elon. Hello. What, you know, what the <laughs> hell happened to him? I mean, you, you restore the account, but you don't put up the most important tweets. Yeah, right. Uh, at least in modern political history. That is, you know, as Trump, as, as President yeah. Trump properly right. pointed out last night, that totally exonerated him. I mean, everybody knew that his form of communication was yeah. using Twitter. And I wasn't even aware of of the the tweet that he had put out. And we don't use tweet here at True Social. We call them truths, but it was a tweet or it might have been a tweet because it's gone now. Twitter just it just evaporated it. It's just it's disappeared. And. But on the day before January 6th, he I'm going to butcher it, but he uh, you know, he basically said, be peaceful, respect the police, respect yeah. the security, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's what everybody would have read. Right. The day before. So he clearly wasn't leading some kind of insurrection to go right. break into the Capitol. Can, can you imagine what can you imagine what special uh, what special counsel Jack Smith was doing? He must have been pulling his hair out last night when they gave, you know, when, when, when Trump pulled that out, because, I mean, that's clearly one of their cases. Right. That he's part of this seditious conspiracy. And here he's like, no, I, I, I told everyone I wanted everyone to be respectful of the Capitol Hill police and go peacefully. I you're, I you're right. I knew about the January 6th stuff, but I didn't know about I didn't know about the social media post. See, I'm not even going to use the not even going to use the verboten language here on, uh, you know, about the uh, uh, about the bird social media platform. But, yeah, I didn't know about the social media posts from the day before, from January 5th, when everyone is coming in, is saying. Uh, behave yourselves, do this, and don't do that. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would imagine, I would imagine there's a whole floor at the Department of Justice that is furious today. Yeah, he, about the he CNN only town hall. Yeah, he only deleted, uh, you know, just, it's just, uh, just, you know, he, did it, it just gone. It's gone. Who, who deleted it? Where is it at? Right. Uh, you know, and that's what's not getting out there. The oh. other uh, thing that I thought was. Uh, worth worth kind of noting here lee is the the cnn 
uh, well, not a moderator, the, the person that they put up to debate yeah. uh, the young lady. Uh, and I don't even know her name, but I know that I noticed on True Social and, and uh, there's lots of memes going around that uh, she has this strange resemblance to uh, the Bud Light girl or guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I saw that. I it's think like I, the, the, the Bud Light girl for CNN. Yeah. I think, I think Jack Posobiec posted that. He said, anyone check on Dylan Mulvaney lately? So yeah, I, I, I thought it was interesting. I saw another meme. Someone is going around saying, this was a good one saying before Trump and they showed Caitlin Collins, the CNN anchor. And then they showed a picture of Diane, Diane Feinstein, that picture that's been going around of her where, you know, where the uh, where the California senator is, is not looking great. So, yeah, people had a lot of people had a lot of fun with it, which is what people are supposed to do with social media. It's not supposed to be uh, necessarily a political free for all. People were supposed to have some fun, too. We're Americans. Well, early numbers on CNN from last night uh, is that it's well over three million viewers. Wow. Which, which I think is, I don't know, I think their average, you know, in that hour now is like, uh, I, I don't want to use the wrong number, but somewhere around 500,000. Right. So, you know, we know and here at, at, at True Social, we talk about this all the time that the, you know, the, the days of there being, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News, those days are, are over. Yeah. And it's the rise of, of independent journalism. Uh, it's a, a rise of people being able to practice free speech, say what they want on an open internet because of True Social and, and Rumble uh, who work together to provide this open internet. Um, but it was, it was um, I don't know, Lee, it was just a, a classic night um, night to remember. And it's what, and, you know, to watch the, I don't know what was more fun. Well, maybe I'll ask you this question and in the audience, if you have anything, you can ask questions too of, of Lee and I, if you want to put it into the rumble chat um, and we'll get, we'll get to those questions. Uh, Cause we're just going to kind of keep this kind of open and free today. Cause huh. um, you know, just with the, the breaking news, nobody knew we were going to be dealing with this today. I thought we were going to talk about 51 spies who lie and all your buddies over there. Um, but, um, in, in Washington, but I, I I thought, uh, Lee, that, that this was a, I guess, how do you put it? It was something that nobody expected, uh, this to happen. Everybody knew why CNN was doing this. Uh, Number one, they desperately needed the ratings. Number two, you knew that they were going to have everything orchestrated which they did. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what's more fun to watch <laughs> between AOC once again, uh, trying to shut down the internet and talk about how CNN should not have Donald Trump uh, be on there. Um, just like she talked about when Tucker Carlson was booted off Fox news, she's right. supporting uh, this type of, I mean, it's, it's fascism. I mean, there's no other, right. there's no other definition definition for it so that was obviously she's a little vampire yeah 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 really disconcerting you have a member of congress who's advocating for this because you know when i first went to the united states congress you know i don't know some two decades ago the the hard left they they had a lot of crazy ideas but one of the things that they always stood for was the right to free speech that they had a right they knew they were saying crazy things but 
they had a right to say those crazy things. They were always against censorship, always against the military, intelligence, police, all of those things. I mean, they were in some ways that was the one thing they were legit on was that was the First Amendment. So watching AOC, that was that was comical. So that's that's a did you enjoy that? Or B, did you enjoy the all the other CNN anchors and everybody going, you know, <laughs> losing their mind? There's been lots of clips on that. Or yeah. C, was it the crazy never Trumpers who don't know what the hell to do now? Because they've been, you know, there's some, I don't know, what have they yeah. spent now? $250 million uh, backing DeSantis uh, in this primary. And then, and then additionally, uh, they've been, you know, and all the free media attention because they're desperate to get anybody who might have a shot against Trump. So, Lee, what say you? A, I, yeah. B, or C? What, what would you enjoy? I'm gonna say C because you know, I well, I, I'm because because A and B. I mean, we kind of expect AOC to melt down, and CNN people like uh, Jake Tapper and others. We kind of expected that as well, and we, of course, we expected never Trump meltdown as well. I just thought it was much more poignant to, 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 to watch Rick Wilson and other people like this pull, you know, well, I was going to say pull their hair out, but this gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Wilson, Rick Wilson, who I, I don't even, I, I don't even, I know that guy's just been, I mean, I know he attacked me continuously. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you know, call, you know, basically once again, slandering me, you know, calling me a right. Russian agent and all of that, that type of stuff. I don't remember all the crazy stuff that he put out there, but he went on some, we, I won't even put it on my podcast. No, definitely don't put it on the podcast. I'm not gonna, I, w- I won't do it, even though this is this is my unplugged podcast. But yeah. I still like to mostly keep it, it family friendly. But yeah. let's just say that during the during the break, he went to I think I think Twitter, and he went on this crazy tirade with like 27 yeah. f bombs about how bad CNN was. Yeah. That so that that was really that was really my favorite. Just seeing never Trump in a tremendous panic. And look, there's actually something interesting about the about the anchor. So the woman's name is Caitlin Collins, and I don't know if you know this, but she actually started off in so and you know con, uh, uh, conservative, right, or in conservative media. She started off at the Daily Caller, and she made her transition later. And unfortunately, well, look, this is another huge advantage of Truth Social. Uh, locals rumble because a lot of what passes for conservative media in Washington is not conservative at all. These are people who are uh, who are basically just want to get their foot in the door one way or another. And so they'll start in conservative media and then have a door open someplace like CNN or NBC, the Washington Post, the New York Times. They'll make that move over there. So that's who she is. She comes she comes from that world. Never Trump world, and now that and now that we look at Never Trump, right? We understand. Well, these these people weren't really ever on the right, were they? They were basically just people who had positioned themselves uh, out of professional ambition. So that's why, to me, that's why I really liked seeing them cry and weep. That was that 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 that, that was for me the most poignant part of the evening. The, but the best part of the evening was definitely Donald Trump's sense of humor. It was really buoyant. Right. This is a country that is facing a tremendous amount of problems. And there's uh, there's a lot of anger and there's a fair amount of fear as well. And to see Donald Trump get on stage and own the stage and be funny 
and push through his ideas and then get such a warm welcome from that audience. I mean, they, the, the audience, the in-house audience loved them. So that was really, you know, this is a country that needs some victories. And, uh, and, and, and last night was, I, I think, a big win, not just for Donald Trump, but for the uh, large segment of America that loves America. Huge, huge victory. The CNN debate, Donald Trump versus Dylan, Caitlin <laughs> Jenner. Versus I, I Dylan I'm never going to know her name. I'm just, you mean the actual it. woman who did it? Well, I think we can just call her Dylan Mulvaney. I'm comfortable with that. Okay. What's her name Caitlin again? Collins, yeah. Caitlin no, Collins. Caitlin Collins. All right. So we're, we're talking to Lee Smith, for those of you on audio, uh, best-selling author, uh, now trying to become a citizen journalist. You can support him at his Locals page. We have it up there on the screen, but you can go to uh, Locals.com and look up, look up Lee Smith. It's a division of Rumble who works with us, plus Locals is on True Social. Uh, and you can go to True Social, follow Lee Smith, and you can see his posts that he's posting. So what it is is uh, they've developed a new, uh, I hate to give them any promos, but it's basically Locals has uh, the Rumble Locals uh, combo has uh, developed a Substack type feature mm-hmm. along with video. So Lee can, he puts up, uh, well, Lee, why don't you say, you're, you're my guest. Why don't you, 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 yeah. you tell everybody what's Well, I mean, there. you know, I, I thanks. Uh, and thanks for, for mentioning it and for promoting it. Um, you know, one of the things that I really, that I really liked about locals was, uh, well, I mean, you basically threatened to punch me in the head if I, if I think about, if I thought about going to Substack, but the, but the locals people were so warm. They were so, we don't do, we don't do woke here, you know, we don't do woke here. Yeah. But well, yeah, it was, ba- it was basically a threat. And I mean, we have to be honest about that. Um, but they're, they're great people. They were so warm. They helped someone, an old person like me who doesn't really know how to do a lot of tech stuff. They helped me set it up. It's a great platform. So we get to post videos, get to post stories. And for me, really, as a, as a, as a print journalist, my thing is going to be putting out stories. Um, so I have a, 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 I had a great story on the, um, on Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox, got a lot of attention. Next week, I have a big story coming out about, um, about something near and dear uh, to your heart. And that's uh, Russiagate and ha- explaining that the, you know, the 51 spies story, this 51 spies letter is basically Russiagate 2.0. And, uh, I, you know, we can we can talk about it later if you want. I'm, I'm happy to keep talking about the, um, you know, I mean, it's interesting also to talk about the different things that 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 Donald Trump was talking about last night. There were some different policy ideas and other stuff that he put forward. And you can see they tried to bait him. Um, they tried to bait him about abortion. They tried to bait him about Ukraine. And so I, th- I thought that was, um, I thought that was really important too, not just how much fun he had and pushing through the bubble of the media giant, but, um, but actually, but, but his ideas as well. I want to, um, I actually, I do want to I do want to continue to talk about the Trump situation and yeah. obviously how he used humor last night. Uh, but I don't want to over exaggerate. Um, but something really bad happened in this country a couple of days ago, and that was this decision in in Washington or in uh, New York, where Donald Trump was accused of 
ridiculous things. I mean, mm-hmm. it was no different than the than the P tape dossier Russia mm-hmm. hoax stuff. Um, but a lawsuit funded by a known billionaire lefty that hates Trump um, by someone who story is so ridiculous that any normal court should have rejected this. Right. Um, and so, you know, I always go back and I say that, look, the, the worst thing that we've seen in this country since 9-11 has been the, the destruction of Parler um, in early 2021, where we had two dozen companies that basically said, um, sorry, we're just not going to provide you services mm-hmm. where there was, you know, you know, basically millions of people like myself, like you, Lee, right. that, that were on on Parler. It was our only place that we could go because yeah. we were either banned or shadow banned. There was millions of Americans on there um, and it was destroyed. Um, then you had the the raid at Mar-a-Lago, mm-hmm. um, which I still say was designed to take Trump uh, off the field in 2022. It was a yeah. whole Merrick Garland, Monaco, DOJ, I mean, just, you know, total corruption of, of DOJ to do something like this. And then, of course, the appointment of, of the special prosecutor. I mean, what a joke uh, this is. Right. Um, so that was really bad. But this is actually worse, I think. Um, Why? Because it Why? shows this decision of the local courts. This is, this is now the local courts, county level, rotting from right. within. Um, you know, you now, this is going to become the norm. Um, you know, this was successful. So you get somebody now that you don't like, you just know you can accuse them of anything and go into, if you're a leftist, right? Cause if you're, yeah. if you're conservative, like me, you do get defamed, you do get slandered, you know, unless I get like a decent, you know, judge, Republican judge, you know, my cases end up, I have to appeal them. I mean, I have you know, 27 mm-hmm. hoops to jump through even though my definition defamation is totally clear, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for example, the time that uh, I can't remember, there's so many lies that CNN has said, but um, remember that time that I took a trip, I took some, you know, strange trip to go meet dirty Russians and dirty Ukrainians in Vienna. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a case that I took, you know, I had to go all through appellate levels, you know, it's just, and you know, I can't even get through, I can't even get a trial. Right. So not only this one, this one got fast track, gets a trial. So, yeah. I mean, Lee, anybody that the left doesn't like now, they go into they go into Washington, D.C., New York right. City, San Francisco, L.A., pick their judge um, and they can say, yeah, I knew conservative so and so back in the day. I went to college uh, with right. him and uh, yeah, he did all kinds of bad things uh, to me. I mean, that's that can be done now. And, and I, I don't know what recourse you have. You're basically screwed. You get right. a jury that hates you. You get a corrupt judge and they can make anything up that they want about you. I just think this yeah. is it's not getting much attention. But, you know, I think yeah. Donald Trump last night used some humor <laughs> to point yeah. out the hypocrisy of it. It was it was just so ridiculous. But I want to play this for you and yeah. get your reaction. Because what's happening is they're doing this for election interference this woman i don't know her i never met her i have no idea who she is i had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband nice guy john johnson he was a newscaster very nice man she called him an ape happens to be african-american called him an ape the judge wouldn't allow us to put that in her dog or her cat was named vagina 
the judge wouldn't allow it to put that in. All of these things he would. But with her, they could put in anything. Access this Hollywood. This was a jury put in of anything. nine people who found right. you liable of sexual abuse. Do you think that, that that will deter women from voting for you? No, I don't think so, because I think the whole thing. Just so you understand. Ready? I never met this woman. I never saw this woman. This woman said, I met her at the front door of Bergdorf Goodman, which I rarely go into other than for a couple of charities. I met her in the front door. She was about 60 years old, and this is like 22, 23 years ago. I met her in the front door of Bergdorf Goodman. I was immediately attracted to her, and she was immediately attracted to me. And we had this great chemistry. We're walking into a crowded department, so we had this great chemistry, and a few minutes later, we end up in a, a room, a dressing room, of Bergdorf Goodman, right near the cash register. And then she found out there are locks on the door. So she said, I found one that was open. She found one. She learned this at trial. She found one that was open. What kind of a woman meets somebody and brings them up, and within minutes, you're playing hanky-panky in a dressing room, okay? <laughs> I don't know if he was, she was married then or not. John Johnson, I feel sorry for you, John Johnson. Mr. President, can I? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you're, you're right. It's a serious thing. Except watching President Trump talk about it. I mean, it's hysterical, but he's absolutely right. The whole story is implausible. It's as implausible as the well, dossier story. And right? if you watch the, if you watch the, the audience at first. At first, because he doesn't actually tell them that he's he's using sarcasm, he's saying right. a joke. Because at first he's saying, "Yeah, I met her. I did this. And did that." Go, <laughs> and then he just destroys, absolutely right. destroys her. So, look, I'm glad he's using humor, humor for this. Yeah. This the audience is laughing. You know, I mean, you and I are laughing because it, you know, yeah. it, it, it's it, it is so funny. But at the core of this is rot. Right. I mean, the whole idea that Donald Trump, you know, went into any department store. Um, and I mean, I mean, you're talking about 20, 30 years ago, Do Donald Trump's one of the most popular people in New York city at that time, yeah. well-known all over the world. I mean, yeah. hell, I think that's the time I can't remember. Does he have his, I mean, he for sure has written a couple books already. He's yeah. a known businessman. He's been in, in, in movies. I don't know if, it, if the apprentice had even started yet. This is one of the most popular guys in New York city. Now, look, right. I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump wasn't walking around randomly going into stores without number one security and right. staff people with him. Um, I, I mean, look, I, I, I think I know president Trump pretty well. I just don't, I don't know, Lee, I just don't see him. He doesn't seem like the type that just goes on random shopping sprees. <laughs> well, I mean, e even if he did, this is what happened. And, and th this is what would happen. Cause I, I grew up in New York. I knew what that New York, what the New York of that time looked like and what it was like. Burdorf's with a beautiful, awesome store on fifth Avenue. I know exactly what would have happened. Cause I don't, I don't know if celebrity apprentice was around or not, but Donald Trump is in movies. Donald Trump has best-selling books, the art of the deal. Great book, by the way, uh, we can talk about that later at some other point. TV shows, he's heart to heart. My wife loves looking at that episode where Donald Trump is in heart to heart, but he's all over the place. Donald Trump walks into Burdorf, even if there's no security. Let's say he walks into Burdorf absolutely alone by himself. Let's see, he has sunglasses and a hat on. There's someone there who's at the front door and says, hey, look, it's Donald Trump. And everyone is following him around and saying, hey, Donald Trump, I saw you here. I saw you there. And you know how he is. He talks to people. He's getting into it. He's engaging with people all the time. So the idea he meets this one woman 
E. Jean Carroll. And she basically, and, and they have this chemistry and no one else is there. And they secret themselves away into this quiet dressing room. The whole thing is absolutely preposterous. It's nuts. No way in the world would it have, have ever happened. But you're right. The idea that a court hears that case, it's bad news for the country. It's bad news for the justice system. It's bad yeah. news for Americans. So, so you know that department store. I, I mean, I've been to Fifth Avenue. Oh, yeah. I try to stay out of New York, but I've been to Fifth Avenue. Yeah. But as, and I'm sure it was this way 25 years ago or whatever. And remember what, uh, you know, she doesn't even know what year it was, by the way. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. So nobody knows what year it was. She can't say what, what year yeah. it was. Right. But uh, Lee, I, I'm sure it was this way, but isn't Fifth Avenue, that area, like one of the most expensive pieces of real estate in the it's, world, especially at that time with some of the like most yeah. high end shopping in the world? Absolutely. It's it's not only expensive, it's really crowded because tourists love walking up and down Fifth Avenue. Right. It's a great place. Both American tourists coming to visit what was at one point the greatest city in the world. Um, tourists from uh, the rest of the country, foreign tourists, everyone loves it. And Bird Arts, as I said, is a beautiful place, especially at Christmas time. The different decorations at the windows. As kids, we would go along Fifth Avenue and check out Bird Arts. There's no way that Donald Trump walks in that store, Bird Off Goodman, and he's not mobbed by tons of people who are losing their mind going, Donald Trump, I can't believe Donald Trump is here. Mama, look, it's Donald Trump. Go up, and but, but, ask not, but not only that. I'm I'm just imagining. I mean, just from seeing you know being in that area before, yeah. it just doesn't seem like a place to me that you would go meet up with people, like a hookup place. Oh yeah, with all these tourists around, and then decide that you have great chemistry, and right. then to use Donald Trump's word, go in and right. do hanky panky that then hanky turns panky. into rape and sexual abuse, right. and nobody knows this happened. Well, the other thing right? that's funny that, that he kind of hinted at, right, where he was talking about, like, you know, I, 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 I own hotels. So the idea that, you know, that said that 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 the hanky panky is going on in a dressing room is absolutely is absolutely absurd. There's something else that came out of that, though, which is which I thought was really moving and very interesting. Because we heard stories about how with the dossier, one of the things that was most that that the thing that was really upsetting to Donald Trump was the you know that that gruesome that really ugly P tape story because it upset yeah. his wife, the first lady, and so you know people are accustomed to thinking of Donald Trump as a really uh, raunchy guy or something like that, but. Um, you know, and, and they're happy to tie him to that, right? They're happy to tie him to Stormy Daniels in all sorts of ways. And now this thing with this woman, E. Jean Carroll. But there's there's a different side of him that comes out, and it came out last night when he was being, you know, when he was pulling back and saying, you know, hanky panky. There, 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 there. I I wouldn't say prudish, but there's a sense of propriety what's right and what's wrong that came out last night. And I thought that was very important too, because a lot of people also don't know how painful, uh, how painful that dossier stuff was for his family, right? It, it's, it's, it's very nasty. These are very ugly people, very damaged, very destructive people. And the way that this, you know, that, that this, would this would affect his family. And of course, all of this stuff is going to affect the family. The E. Jean Carroll stuff affects the family too, is uh, the, the first lady in particular, that's who it affects, but also the kids. I mean, children don't like to hear those things, uh, you know, stories made up about their father like that, making their father sound like some sex fanatic 
it's very depressing. So I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that side came out too. People have a better, I think people have a, a finer sense of who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the audience agreed, agreed with you too there. I mean, that's for sure. Um, let's, um, I want to go, Lee, get your comments on the latest um, uh, situation at Mar-a-Lago. So we have another clip that I, that I want to play, get you to comment ah. on. It's also quite funny because he goes after Dylan, Caitlin, whatever <laughs> her name is. Um, let's stick with anyway. Dylan. I'm, I'm happy to go with Dylan. Yeah. yeah. So here we go. Clip number four. To get those documents back like Joe you Biden did. And so that's the question. Boxes. But that's the question that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to you are a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> I was negotiating and we were talking to NARA, that's Washington, to bring whatever they want. They can have whatever they want. When we left Washington, we had the boxes lined up on the sidewalk outside for everybody. People are taking pictures of them. Everybody knew we were taking those boxes. And the GSA, the government service, the GSA was the one taking them. They brought them down to Mar-a-Lago. We were negotiating with NARA. All of a sudden, they raid our house. When Biden has his documents, he won't give back the 1,850 boxes. And you're going to find some real gems in there. But it was so Biden who alerted them that he had the documents. Of, the National Archives reached of, out to you to get your documents back. Why did you not turn them over when you got a subpoena? Because, this is a, I, I, she is a sick person. This is, these, yeah. these people are sick. They know that, you know, it's almost like they've told themselves so many lies that they now believe right. their own lies. And, you know, the, the, you know, this sent this, that Mar-a-Lago raid sent shocks around the world. Um, I, you know, I know that from my own experience with all the connections that I made around the globe, working in, in the military and intelligence realm uh, through my role in the United States Congress. And, you know, I've taken so many calls from people that I know, like saying, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, and this and, and the the whole idea that President Trump, who's running for president again, has to spend so much time on this issue and resources. It really seems like we, this is their this is their plan of attack now uh, is to bring indictment after lawsuit after indictment uh, against against President Trump uh, and. And just, I mean, it's total lawfare, and I don't know how to describe it anything other than third world bullshit. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I think the larger the lar, one, uh, we're going to get to a point where they keep doing. I mean, we can talk about the the documents too, if you later, if you want, because the way that she, the way that she describes Biden's uh, Biden's issue with classified documents is entirely wrong. Um, but we're going to get to a point, and I think we started to see this in particular with, you know, with, with General Michael Flynn's case. I mean, the way that this judge, Emmett Sullivan, went after him, even after the DOJ uh, dropped the case, rightly dropped the case against General Flynn. And people started to look at this and like, well, wait a minute. We've been seeing uh, we know the problems with executive branch agencies, the FBI. We've seen the way that Adam Schiff is uh, the way that Adam Schiff is. 
on the Hill, but we didn't really know what's going on in the judicial branch. So now people are starting to get a clear sense of it. It's going to create not just a two-tier system. It's going to take the people uh, who have uh, historically had faith in law enforcement and believed in law and order and believed in justice. And it's going to make them very cynical about the system. Um, and it's not just going to make them cynical about the system. They're going to distrust, start to distrust many aspects of law enforcement, law enforcement agencies, as well as the justice system as a whole. When people get to that point, when prosecutors and judges are among the most loathed parts of a population, then it's not only third world, we're getting into, uh, I don't know if it's right to say revolutionary, but that's, that's a recipe for very, very bad things to happen when, when prosecutors and judges are distrusted by the general population. That's really bad. And this is the way that they're pushing that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So Lee, I want to, we have one question on the on, the, on these topics. So there were actually right. several people asked this in the chat. So if you do have a question, right. get it, get it in quickly and we'll try to get to it uh, before the end of the show. But people want to know if Donald Trump does his own shopping. Um, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I think, uh. I, I don't think so. I, I don't <laughs> think I, I'm, I'm quite sure that he doesn't go to, you know, Walmart or Target or whatever when he's in in Palm Beach. I just I, I don't. But you but you I think, could I think see it'd be it. hard to maneuver the yeah. You, everybody would know because when he goes to a pizza yeah. place in right in Fort Myers, Florida, like everybody goes crazy. <laughs> or he stops by a, a right. coffee shop in New Hampshire, you know, to get a right. you know ice cream or whatever, they go crazy. So no, I don't think he does his his own his own shopping. Now I do know That's when he's at Mar-a-Lago, he's very particular about the food that people are eating to make sure the quality is good. Uh, um, he's very particular to make sure that he treats his guests uh, very well there at Mar-a-Lago. Right. That much, that much I know I've seen that and I've had that experience. But, but you could see it and that's because of his common touch. You could see him walking into a, hat, a store saying, eh, I don't know. Uh, look, there's the Yankee store also on fifth Avenue. Ah, Barron's a big Yankees fan. I'm going to go in and get him. The, I'm going to go in and get him a Yankees hat or something like that. And he walks in and everyone's like, Hey, look, there's Donald Trump. So yeah, I don't know if he does his own shopping, but you'd certainly see it. As you say, the way his exchanges, uh, the, the, way, the way he has exchanges with people in, in restaurants. So yeah, I don't know if he does, but you could certainly see it. And again, the major point is it would be an enormous crowd. Everyone would be gathered around. The idea that Donald yeah. Trump and Eugene Carroll sure. would be alone to look into each other's eyes, which is the point of the Eugene Carroll story, who was very... Quickly, we had a very a lot of chemistry. It was magnetic, a wonderful moment. Naturally, yeah. so Lee, I want to move. I want to move on to yeah. uh, the deep state and disinformation. Uh, and as you know, I've long, you know, the CIA has had some problems mm. in in the past, uh, but not like not as not as bad as what DOJ. Mm -hmm. and the FBI have had, which are completely a lost cause at this point. No. But now it appears like, Lee, I was probably wrong to some degree that um, the CIA has a lot more problems than we had uh, anticipated because, you know, it's come out now just in the last few days that Morell, who I always knew was no. kind of useless and a weenie, 
I didn't know he was so corrupt and so political. Yeah. He was able to hide that very, very well. Now we know that's that's not the case. He was involved in Benghazi, involved in the Russia hoax, yeah. and then involved in the 51 spies who lie. We also uh, had this week uh, through the Republicans' investigations that the someone within the department that decides what is uh, what is allowed to go out for publication, what can yeah. be said uh, by members of the CIA publicly or people that used to be in the CIA, people who hold security clearances. That person is now appears like under investigation by the Congress and totally corrupt mm -hmm. and played politics. And now this raises real questions for me, Lee, because there were so many times in the past in my previous role yeah. as chairman of the on the House Intelligence Committee that we would get bogged down this minutia of trying to get information out to the public. Mm -hmm. Well, now we know they had all deep staters in there who were electioneering in 2020 right. involved in getting that letter out of the so-called right. Russian disinformation. Right. Um, if you go, I, I strongly, uh, I'm, I'm right. This is what I'm writing about next week for, for my locals community. Again, Lee Smith.locals.com. Then it'll be posting on Monday. Um, if you go back and look at the 51 spies letter, you realize it's not a 51 spies letter. It's a CIA product, right? At least 42 of the people who signed that letter, their key affiliation is with the agency. And this story that the Federalist published that you have up, this shows that, um, you know, that that they were it wasn't just Morell who was getting signatures. Right. There were other there were active CIA officials who were encouraging people to sign this. And we also have to keep in mind who's running the CIA at the time. That's Gina Haspel. Right. And Gina Haspel uh, was a, a problematic figure in many different ways during Donald Trump's presidency. But this is one of the shocking things like what well, Donald Trump is president and at the CIA, they're running this operation here um, to, uh, uh, you know, I mean, basically it's dossier 2.0, right? Yeah, it's and hard, and it's you, hard to believe that something this high level, this many people signing it, that it doesn't make its way up the chain of command, that it wasn't just something absolutely. that, oh, we want to send this over here to the press department. Oh, it just happens to have former CIA directors, four-star right. generals, all of these right. high-powered people that are going to sign it. And right. the director of the CIA at the time, under Trump, under Haspel, and all the right. people up at the, uh, you know, and they call it the seventh floor, had right. no idea this was going on. No idea right. that anybody within the CIA had it. It's almost impossible to believe. Right. Look, my guess is that, you know, these are sophisticated operators. I know many of these people very, 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 very well. Um, you know, they were able to fool me for years. My guess is right. there won't be any paper trail. Um, sad to say, but I think uh, the CIA may be headed the way of the FBI and completely rotten. And, you know, brings us, we have, we do have a question, uh, Lee, it's been in the news uh, recently, uh, but it's about the CIA, but it involves uh, RF, uh, Robert Kennedy, who's uh, running for president on the Democratic side, who uh -huh. nobody has covered. Nobody knows that he's running, even though he's polling at some 20%. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with zero, zero coverage, he's at right. some 20%. But, and when, and um, when they cover him, they, they, when they cover him, they censor him. Right. They edit out different things. It's an important part of his it's an important part of his campaign, an important part of like why a lot of American people, even Donald Trump supporters, maybe especially Donald Trump supporters, have shown a lot of respect for for uh, for Robert F. Kennedy, Jr.
yeah, it's 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 really that's a whole nother issue about how the Kennedy family, when I first went to Congress, they were the Democratic Party. They yeah. were the storied family right. of the Democratic Party. They had, you know, everybody respected them. You know, yeah. John F. Kennedy. You know, I mean, obviously, two of them were murdered, uh, assassinated. Uh, but that leads to the question that we had from the audience because it's been in the news. Robert Kennedy said something like this, but hmm. does it seem plausible that the CIA was involved in the assassination of President Kennedy? That's the um, question. Well, you know, of course, famously, uh, Tucker, uh, when he still had a show on uh, Fox, this is this is something that he talked about and he quoted or it wasn't really quote. It was someone who's on background who was saying, yes, I've looked at the documents and that's how I see it. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Is it possible? You would know better. What I, what I will say is this article, again, I'm doing on the 51 spies letter. I, I go back to Russiagate and start matching stuff up. And you see that the role that the CIA played during Russiagate, which, again, once you start matching things up, it's much more pronounced, I think, than we knew. If you pull out a lot of the FBI stuff, the basic skeleton is, F, is, is CIA. Right. John Brennan, John Brennan admits to that. Right. John Brennan is out there boasting about, oh, I was the one who gave all the information to the FBI. And John Brennan's John Brennan's uh, intelligence community assessment. Right. It's just like the 51 spies letter. They say with the 51 spies letters, intelligence officials. It's not. It's a CIA product, just like the 2017 intelligence community assessment. Oh, yeah. 17 agencies. Sign up. No, it wasn't. It wasn't 17 agencies. This was a project done by people that John Brennan handpicked to call Trump a, a, a Russian agent. Um, he, he, he got to the White House thanks to Vladimir Putin. So my point is here is that the CIA now has interfered in at least, as far as we know, in at least two different presidential elections about selecting presidents. So have they, had, uh, have they done worse in their past? I think that most of us want to not believe it. Three. Lee, yeah. I hate to interrupt. Uh, you're the expert, yeah. but it's actually three elections because you yeah. had the, remember you had right. the changing of the talking points after right. the Benghazi. Yeah, right. 2012, right. That was morale. Changing of the talking points. Yeah, the talking right. points just to, to for everyone to, yeah. everyone's recollection. It's been over a decade ago. But uh, you may you may remember at the time there was Al Qaeda all over Libya. It was a disaster. It was a disastrous Obama policy. It led to the destabilization of of North Africa. Um, I'll just cut it short because we don't want to get into the Benghazi or get into the Libya situation. That's a whole another another show. Uh, but there was Al Qaeda all over uh, Benghazi, but it didn't fit the narrative because remember. Bin Laden was dead. Right. Al Qaeda was on the run. They were all right. victorious. They had all ended the wars. They ended the wars. They got rid of Al Qaeda mm -hmm. until Al Qaeda went and murdered our ambassador. Right. Right. And they covered it up. And they said that they remember the story at the time. And this is where Morel got involved. He changed the talking points to say that it was because of a video, some video nobody had ever seen. And right. I don't know, Lee, I, I think you were living in the Middle East at the time. I mean, nobody knew what the hell that did. It was, it was, it was a total lie made up right. by the Obama team that Morrell changed the talking points on while he was, I think he was at the CIA at that time. Oh yeah. He was number two at the CIA and, and actually Petraeus um, who was director of the CIA at the point at that point was uh, was extremely critical 
of Morrell for doing that. He said, wait a minute, you're not going to put in, you're not going to put anything about Al Qaeda. You're not going to put anything about how the, the, the embassy Cairo got, uh, got, got a heads up about, about these protests and about Al Qaeda. So yeah, I mean, I mean, he was undermining, he was undermining the credibility of the CIA at that point. Petraeus was, Petraeus was angry. Of course, Petraeus was soon to be pushed out of the CIA himself, but yeah, you're right. Morrell interfered, uh, interfered in the, Right. By by pushing political talking points to assist not just Barack Obama, but Hillary Clinton as well. It was her State Department. And then, of course, Morrell is auditioning in 2016 for uh, for the director of the CIA when he's writing that editorial saying, I endorse Hillary Clinton. He he auditioned again. He auditioned again in 2020. That's right. The poor guy, guy he does all this dirty work. He never gets the job. He must really want that job. And that's why I think that's why I think he tried to lay, lay the blame at Blinken's feet. He said, oh, yeah, it was Blinken who asked me for it. I think he's taking revenge against an administration that uh, that passed him over for the job. So you're talking about job that he was born Blink- for. You're talking about Blinken, who is the current secretary of state. Yes. Who I think I read this that you had reported on some of this or did some analysis, but he also happened to be stationed before the election, before Biden was elected at the Penn Biden Center, possibly. Yes, that's right. He was at the Penn Biden Center. Yeah, he was right. a director, right? I believe so. So, yeah. So Anthony, and, Anthony Blinken is tied into lots of different things. And look, and he may have said. Just, just so we know, that's where, oh, there were classified documents found. Right on, right in the open, Washington D.C., right in the open in a in a building at the Penn Biden Center. Well, everyone, you can follow Lee Smith uh, at Locals. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have Lee on the show. Uh, go to his Locals page, sign up, follow him. He's doing great citizen journalism. This is Devin. We'll catch you next time. Yeah.